Good evening and welcome to Good Friday at Lifehouse Online. We've been in a series leading up to this weekend entitled, Who is This King? Tonight, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to be receiving communion. So I hope that you, if you don't have something that looks like this, I hope that you will grab something to use for the elements as we participate later on in the service with us. We'll also be taking a look at just a few of the encounters that Jesus had when he walked this earth. Each unique encounter saw something contrary to what culture would have defined as royalty. The expectation at the time was that Jesus was going to be the king that would deliver Israel from captivity to Rome. Of course, we now know that the reality was that he came to deliver all of us from the captivity of sin and death. As you worship with us, as you listen in and lean into these stories, my hope is that you might get a glimpse into what Jesus meant when he says in John chapter 18, verse 36, he says, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not of this world. So who is this king? A king who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I think the name Martha should be synonymous with great hospitality or home decoration or food preparation. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying I've spent a lifetime learning to prepare my home to entertain any unexpected visitors, always ready to roll out the red carpet. You know the story of our great father Abraham and how he entertained angels from heaven without even knowing it. Well, I want to be ready should the Almighty send the same to me. Thus, I maintain a perfect home if I do say so myself. And do you think my brother Lazarus helps me with that? <laughs> of course not. But Mary, whew, she's another case. Mary knows she should help me with any preparations, and normally she's quite handy. But when our friend the teacher comes over, that girl is useless. She won't do anything but sit at his feet and listen to his teaching. Now, don't get me wrong, he is a brilliant teacher, and I want to hear him too. But after the table is set and the food is on, you know, first things first. Plus, as you know, if a man of God is not pleased with the perfection of your hospitality, he may not return. But Jesus, I admit this Jesus is different. Just last week, I was huffing and puffing and doing all the work by myself. I popped my head in where, yet again, Mary's just sitting there enraptured, listening and learning, but not helping. I said, Jesus, why don't you tell my sister to come help me? And boy, did he hit me with a zinger. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about so many things, but only one thing is needed, and Mary is doing it. <laughs> Crazy! First of all, women don't study Torah. 
we aren't expected to understand those deeper things. And yet, here is a well-known rabbi taking time to teach a woman. And second of all, he's inviting me to join them without worrying about the perfection of my hospitality. What kind of teacher is this? Many whisper that he's the long-awaited Messiah and King. I can't wrap my head around it. What kind of king doesn't ask me to serve him perfectly, but invites me to sit at his feet and learn from him? Who is this king? Forever I will sing your name 
I have a friend. Well, he's a grown-up, but he's really cool. He's a teacher from my town. Some people say he's more than just a teacher. This guy does miracles, like healing people and multiplying loaves of bread miracles. Everybody talks about it all the time. And even though he's famous, he always says hello to me. And he knows all my friends' names, too. One time, he knelt down and put his hand on my shoulder and actually said to his own disciples, the kingdom of God belongs to kids like this. What? You kidding me? The kingdom of God belongs to kids like me? The whole kingdom? I mean, he really seems to care about us kids. And even though everyone else just ignores us or pushes us around, most grown-ups don't want us around. But he wants us around. I heard that he could be the king of Israel we've been waiting for. I mean, he's the king. And he said that kids like me are part of his kingdom. Can you believe it? What kind of king wants kids around? Who is this king? Oh, 
Resulta que un rabino judío y una mujer samaritana entran en un bar. Bueno, en realidad era un pozo. Suena como el inicio de un mal chiste, ¿verdad? Ahora ya sabes cómo me he sentido. Y todo el pueblo lo sabe también. Es por eso que voy al pozo al mediodía. Nadie va a esa hora y también es demasiado caliente. La mayoría de las veces soy solo yo, mi cándaro y el pozo. Pero ese día había un hombre ahí. Ese hombre me pidió que le diera de beber Agua de mi cántaro. ¿A mí? ¿Sabes con quién te estás hablando? ¿Sabes por qué estoy aquí al mediodía? No soy exactamente popular entre las mujeres o más propensas a tener éxito o incluso felizmente casada y con hijos. Olvida eso. Si he estado casada cinco veces y sí, hay un sexto. A todos en la ciudad le gusta chismorrear sobre mí, pero no estaba a punto de mencionarle eso. Y sin embargo, de alguna manera, él ya lo sabía. Me pidió agua, me dijo que él tenía agua viva. Cualquiera que la beba nunca volverá a tener sed. Yo sé muy bien cuando un buen trato me conviene. Y si este hombre tiene alguna fuente milagrosa de agua, es mejor que sepas que quiero escucharlo todo. Mientras hablábamos, me sentí atraída hacia él, pero también incómoda. Es como si él pudiera ver mi alma, como si pudiera ver todo lo que hice. 
quería correr avergonzada, pero sus ojos eran tan amables que no podía moverme. Quería quedarme allí para siempre. Escúchame, me he vuelto loca. He vivido demasiado tiempo y he hecho demasiadas cosas como para creer en cualquier tipo de amor. Y ciertamente, no en el de un judío. El día en que un judío ame a un samaritano, ese será el día en que viene el Mesías. Nos metimos en un debate sobre nuestra religión. Les recordé que los samaritanos adoramos de manera diferente y que los judíos igual. Y él comenzó a hablar sobre cómo la verdadera adoración al Padre se hace en espíritu y en verdad o algo así. Así que le dije, cuando venga el Mesías, él me puede resolver esto de una vez y por todas. Y nunca lo olvidaré. Él me miró directamente a los ojos y dijo, el que habla contigo soy yo. En ese momento todo encajó. Hemos estado esperando el Mesías, el rey de los judíos durante generaciones. Era solo otra broma. Pero no, todo lo que me dijo, la forma en que me habló, cómo me buscó yo, una paria con una larga lista de cosas vergonzosas en mi pasado, me encontró. Podía ser él realmente el indicado. Dejé caer mi cántaro, corrí directamente a la ciudad. No me importaba confrontar a la gente del pueblo que me había rechazado. Dejé caer mi cántaro y corrí directamente a la ciudad. No me importaba confrontar a la gente del pueblo que me había rechazado. Esto era demasiado bueno y necesitaba conocer a este hombre. Les dije a todos, vengan a conocer al hombre que me contó todo lo que he hecho. ¿Podría ser este el Mesías? Salieron de inmediato y muchos creyeron en él debido a mi testimonio. Yo creo. ¿Cómo no iba a hacerlo? Pero todavía me maravillo al respecto. ¿Quién es este rey que se acercaría a mí en lo más profundo de mi vergüenza? ¿Quién es este rey que me elige, que me ama ante todas las mujeres injustas de mi pueblo? ¿Quién es este rey?
The first line of that last song said, I have this thirst only you can satisfy. As Jesus answered the Samaritan woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. That's just it, isn't it? Often we don't realize just how much we need him. Maybe you, like the woman at the well, are only beginning to realize that Jesus, what Jesus meant when he said that whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Can we let him capture our hearts tonight? We need him. As we go into this time of communion, it kind of hits a little different on Good Friday. It hits different because we're taken back to the Last Supper in the upper room. When many of us think about the Last Supper, we envision Leonardo da Vinci's painting of the Last Supper, which he finished in 1498. The original work was 15 feet by 29 feet, and it took three years to complete. It wasn't painted on the ceiling or walls of one of the grand cathedrals of the day. But instead, it was painted on the wall of the refectory of Santa Maria della Grazia in Milan, Italy. The modern translation of a refectory is a dining hall. In fact, the tablecloth, the knives, the forks, the glassware, and the china were all similar to those in use by the monks residing in the monastery in that time period. It was almost as if Leonardo da Vinci wanted those who were dining to feel as if they were dining with Jesus, helping them realize that what he did for them so many years ago was still relevant in their world. The body and blood of Jesus offered up to pay the price for the sins of the world is as relevant to us in the 21st century as well. He gave his life for us that we might live with him and in him and he in us. The monks in Milan must have felt like Jesus was right there with them as they ate every meal. And tonight, as we celebrate communion together, just as the disciples did and as the monks in Milan did, and Jesus will be right here with us as well. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that we should examine ourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. You see, on the very night he was betrayed, Jesus, knowing what was about to happen, gave bread and wine to his disciples and taught them that it represented his body. So now we partake of the bread and the juice. We proclaim that we remember, we celebrate his death until he returns. So I'm going to invite you to grab your elements, whatever those elements may be, and and grab your bread and your juice and, and hold them up. I'm going to invite you to hold them up. Look at them. They represent the body and the blood of Jesus. Will you take a moment right now? Will you 
think about your own life? Is there anything in your own life that you need to get clean with the Lord before we receive these elements? Take just a moment and then I'm going to pray with us. Jesus, thank you for going to the cross. We recognize that this little piece of bread that we now hold represents the body that was broken for us. And today, we receive it in remembrance of you. Go ahead and take the bread. Jesus, thank you for the shedding of your blood. Thank you that this sacrifice that was made for us, this sacrifice and the shedding of your precious blood was for the forgiveness of my sin, of our sin. The blood that you shed was the only sacrifice that would bring freedom. And it's because of what you have done on the cross that I now can be clean. We receive this juice in remembrance of you. Go ahead and take the juice. Precious blood has left me forgiven.
Look, I ain't new to the crucifixion game. There's always some rebel against Rome that needs to get put down. Gotta teach the others a lesson. But I gotta say, this one was different. His own people put him there. And for what crime? I couldn't figure it. No violence, no insurrection. Why was he there? It must have been an in-house squabble. Whew, boy, you should have heard them mocking. They were calling him all kinds of names. The Jewish chief priests and teachers of the law sneered at him and said, if you're the king of Israel, come down from the cross. Ridiculous, of course. First of all, Jews ain't got a king. There ain't no king but Caesar, and we make sure they remember that. In the second place, what kind of king gets himself crucified? Criminals we nailed him up with, they mocked him too, calling him the son of God. You know, like, if you're the son of God, come down off the cross. Son of God? A wandering teacher from the Jewish backwaters? <laughs> we Romans have plenty of gods. But they ain't walking poor and humble among the masses, much less getting thrown up on a cross. And look, I ain't no schoolboy shaking in his boots. I've done scores of these things. Crucifixion's no joke for the crucified, but it's all in a day's work for a Roman centurion. Sometimes it's hot and boring, and we want them to get on with it, so we break their legs so they suffocate and get to dying. But this man was different. He cried out in agony and then just up and died. They never die that early. They hang around for days. But this man died with no broken bones, and with no anger on his lips. In fact, we heard him forgive the ones who got him crucified. Forgive? After all that? Then he cried out to his God and said he was giving his spirit into his Father's hands. And then he gave up the ghost. Let me tell you, the second he did that, all hell broke loose. Or it seemed to. An earthquake so violent, I swear, I saw rocks split open. I was terrified. I'll admit it to you. I've never seen anything like it. Everything they crucified him for. It was like heaven was stepping in to vindicate him. I said it then and I'll say it now. Surely this man was the son of God. Surely he was a king. But I still don't get it. What kind of man forgives his murderers? What kind of king hangs on a cross? Who is this king? How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the street to look upon the one who bled to save and walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when 
suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that 
brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds, we are healed. So who is this king? One who came to this earth as a sacrifice for you and for me so that our life could have a purpose, so our life could have a hope. This king is the light of the world. And although we remember his death, we can be assured that this was only temporary. I want to thank you for joining us this evening. And we hope that you will join us on Sunday for the remainder of the story because there is freedom in his name and we hope you will come and celebrate with us this Sunday. <laughs>